Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. The title of our message this morning is Greatness in All Seasons. Greatness in All Seasons. Why don't you hear me shout it out? Greatness in all seasons. If you are online, you can get online as well. It doesn't matter as long as you don't get, you know, distracted. Just type here and that greatness. I am great in all seasons. You can put it in the chat. Great. I am great in all seasons. Amen. No matter what the seasons are, greatness is my portion. In Jesus' name shall we pray. Father, we thank you because of your thoughts for us. We thank you because of your purposes are already predestined uh, for each one of us and for us as a people. Jesus, you are the greatest of all. You are great. Yes, you are, mighty God. And Lord, today we ask, Lord, for your help. Holy Spirit, we ask for your lifting. We ask for your manifestation. In our weak moments, when all seems to be down, we ask that you will lift us Lord, by your power, we ask that by your spirit, you will inspire us from inside. We ask that your word will ring in our ears, that it will shine forth a light into our dark path in the name of Jesus. Thank you because we are great people and you have spoken good concerning us. And all we thank you because our testimony will yet be told for the world to hear. In Jesus' name, I pray for every one of my hearers today, both today and hereafter. Father, I ask, Lord, that you will inspire them, that you will lift them, you will transform them from the point of weakness, of sorrow, of pain. Lord, and lift them into a place of prominence and power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for you will help me, Lord, to deliver this word today with grace, with accuracy and power, with signs and wonders in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we have prayed. Can I have a better amen, church? Greatness in all seasons. Now, what this topic actually means is, even in dry seasons, winter seasons where there is lack, something visibly should be cooking on the inside of me. In times where everything seems down, it means that I am marked for greatness. Why don't you say that to yourself? I am marked for greatness. You have to speak for yourself that you are marked for greatness. I am more than what has pushed me down. I don't know what I'm talking about. I am more than what has pushed me down. Amen and amen. We must be honest with ourselves. There are times that life sucks. There are times that it feels that there is darkness all around. There are times that it feels that, can this ever work out again? There are times that it feels that there is nothing I do that I get right. Yet, we are saying that there is greatness at all times. There are times that it feels that the earth should just open up and swallow up. Can you imagine the young sucker? That moment that the penalty was saved. He will feel like, what? A Rashford. With all the drama, all the calculation, yet he hit the pole. He will feel like, no, that was not in the script. That was not how it was planned. Can you imagine your proposals that you have planned everything, you work for weeks, and you've been assured that, well, your product is exactly what we need, and you were sure that we're going to get it this time around. Yet, you lost that deal. 
Or you were just pregnant, you've been waiting for a long time. And then you feel like, wow, we're pregnant. And you thought you're on the journey now, we're on the road. But you lost it. Or you felt this is a relationship. Finally, we are going on somewhere. Things are getting on now. But also, it didn't work out. There are times you can't explain what just happened. And the funny thing is, things just change like that, like a treatment of an eye. Everything just, it's like somebody's been driving, everything is going well, and just one moment, one little moment of lack of focus or concentration. The car is off the road. This is one of the reasons why we need to thank God for every success that you see. You don't take it for granted. You don't take it for granted. I'm one of those guys that don't really like driving long distance. But every time I've had to do it, everybody who knows me know I don't joke with it. I don't joke with it. Every time, I mean like this last week, my family and I travel. Not only because I had everybody in the car, but generally I just don't take every second, every minute of my travel. I don't take it as a joke because I always think, imagine I just... One second. I've seen so many things around. And that's why I always thank God that I went and came back. Those of you that understand this, don't take things for granted. Don't find the fact that your car was good. Don't find the fact that you, you, know, you knew how to drive. Because better folks have been through the same journey. What if it's not you and it's the other driver? The Bible tells us in Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17, 17 to 18. He said, though the fig tree may not blossom, friends, I know I've got the fig tree. That problem is not the tree that I've got. The tree is there. I've got the, beef, the fig tree, but he said it may not blossom. The fact that you have the fig tree does not mean it will blossom. He said, no, the fruit be on the vines. Vines are supposed to be fruitful. They represent fruitfulness. When you use vines in design, it's meant to show fruits. But he said, though there may be no fruit on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail. Labor of the olive may fail. Friends, it's not that I'm not trying. The laborers are working. The labor is there. I am ready to work. I'm sending out the applications. Things are going, but it may fail. So don't think I am lazy. If things are not working out, he's saying that times and season may change. Life may happen. He says, and the field yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold. I may turn up in church and it's an empty church like it had been for many, many months. And we have to speak to ourselves and the angels in this place. And God is turning around that situation. Amen. And we are coming back in full measure. Amen. And he said, there may be no hearts in the store, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. In other words, the basis of my joy is not based on what I'm looking at. My greatness is not on what has pushed me down. I'm not looking at what you've done or what you're doing to determine how I can be joyful. He says that I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The word salvation means the God of my deliverance, the God of my healing, the God of my hope, the God that lifts up my head. Amen. The God who is the lifter up of my head, the God who has promised me and he will not fail. That's the God that I'm rejoicing in. He says in verse 19, the basis of my hope, the basis of my joy, the basis of my rejoicing is in three key things. Number one, God is my strength. Amen. <laughs> I know that I'm pumping up some energy in the gym. I know that I look fit. I know that I'm working on it. I know I have some money in the bank. I know that I have friends who are working with me, but it, that's not my confidence. My confidence in the Father God is my strength. Am I talking to one or two people in the house this morning? God is my strength. I thank God for my banker. I thank God for my teacher. 
I thank God for my parents. I thank God for the things I've got. But God is my strength. I can be God. I can rejoice that I am great in all seasons because of the basis of my strength. He is my strength. He is the God who has called me. He said, God is my strength. He will make my feet like a hind. Hallelujah. Feet like a hind's feet. Do you know what that means? It means God will cause there to be speed. He will cause there to be speed. My feet will leap. My feet will jump. My feet will spring up in the name of Jesus. I see somebody leaping. I see somebody running faster than what you're able to do in the name of Jesus. He will cause my feet like a hind's feet. Like a hind's feet. I see myself running faster. Everything may be odd on the outside, but something is about to happen to me that I can run faster. In the season of COVID, now whether it's COVID or out of COVID, someone here is going to say, I can be great. Say, I will be greater. I am greater in all seasons. He says that this God will make me to walk upon my high places. You are about to walk on your high places. In the name of Jesus, you've been in the valley for too long. Someone here is about to be lifted. You are about to be lifted. In your career, be lifted. In your relationship, be lifted. In your home, be lifted. In your ministry, be lifted. In the mighty name of Jesus. The prophet is saying here, everything around me suggests the Father that there should be no greatness. But I've come to the conclusion that the basis of my lifting is not the things that is around me. It's rather something going on on the inside of me. Wherever you are this morning, whatever age you are, I do not want you to be disconnected. This is not a show. This is not a thing for some folks. It is a thing for you. Whatever circumstance you are in right now, I want you to understand that you are destined for greatness. Will you, you, will you receive it is a question. You were created for greatness. So what does it mean to be great? To be great, friends. It means to have increased spare of access. To be great means to have opportunities for bigger things. To be great means to have an enlarged power of influence. Enlarged power of influence. Do you know something, friends? To be great does not mean not to have problems. <laughs> to be great does not mean you don't have issues. To be great does not mean that you don't have days where it seems like things are not working. To be great does not mean you don't have prayer points that are yet unanswered. So don't think if I'm really great, why are these things happening to me? To be great. It doesn't mean that there will be no setbacks. It doesn't mean that there will be no challenges or, or down times. That's what the prophet just told us in Habakkuk chapter 3. Greatness in all seasons is actually a kingdom reality. This is what I strive towards every single day of my life. Greatness in all seasons is a kingdom. Somebody says a kingdom. Says a kingdom reality. You're supposed to think kingdom. Is a kingdom reality to be great at all seasons. I think last week I was talking about things that don't change in any season. And I said, one of those things is your role as a priest, a ministerial role. That even though you have prayer points of your own, you never forget that I'm meant to stand in the gap. 
Almost like you, you, you have to just push your need aside. It's like a mother that has got pain in her body but had to breastfeed a baby. You don't say, baby, mom is not well. So you two sort yourself out. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 24, verse 10. It says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. In other words, my dear friends, I know you are spirit-filled. I know that God is with you, but you will have days of adversity. <laughs> you will have days of adversity. And you are not expected to faint. Isn't that serious? But I'm human. Now, why would the scriptures like this be written? It's because your ability to be great is not dependent only on what you yourself can produce. The psalmist said this. Amazing. In Psalm 71 verse 21. He said, you shall increase my greatness. And you will comfort me on all sides. May the Lord increase you. May he comfort you on all sides. <laughs> when he comforts you on all sides, he simply means even in the side that you think you couldn't do nothing. He will comfort me on all sides. God wants us to be great. Right from the beginning. He gave Adam, put Adam in a garden that was a great garden. Everything about God and you has been to show you a picture of greatness. And then when he called Abraham out, he said, Abraham, listen to me. In Genesis chapter 12, he said, I will make your name great. <laughs> May your family's name be great. May you be great. Amongst the great, may you be greater. In the name of Jesus. God wants us to be great, friends. He wants us to be great. Kingdom advancement depends on kingdom influence. Why we're talking about this greatness? The greatness is linked to influence. You know, when you reduce your situation to you, that's when you begin to lose your greatness. So let's look at that mother again. The mother is in pain. The child is crying. Child is in need. If the mother reduces her relevance to herself, she has forgotten what could happen to that child. Right? She's forgotten what will happen to the family. She's forgotten her role as a mother. So you, you understand something. As long as we think kingdom, even in our challenges, we are moving forward. Okay, let me look at it this way. You are in a plane. So you are in a plane, but you have been asked to move to the back of the plane. Even though you have moved to the back of a moving plane, my dear friend, which direction are you going? You are making progress this year. <laughs> you didn't get what I just said now. Even though you move to the back of the plane, because the corporate agenda is moving forward, you are moving forward in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is advancing forcefully. In the name of Jesus, you always have to look at a situation in the light of the direction of the flow of God. But when it becomes, why should I be asked to sit on the back seat? And you are sucking then you forget the fact that the plane is moving forward. You may change your house and your room has changed the size. For example, 
what you need to think about a kingdom mindset is, is this move better corporately? Do you understand? Than, oh, in the last room, did I have a special wardrobe? Did I have this? And is this a corporate grace? And like I said to us, kingdom is the sign for what? For your relevance. It's a sign for your relevance. And that's where God wants us to understand. That's where the secret of greatness lies. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2. From verse 2. It says, and it shall come to pass in the latter days. That the mountain of the Lord's house. Shall be established on top of the mountains. And friends. This scripture we have been saying that this is the latter day. It has never been more real to me than now. Because in these days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains. On mountains, what does it mean, mountains? It means all mountains. Mountains of human endeavor. Above all of that, the church of God is supposed to be visible. This is the thing God has been staring our heart as a ministry. We've been realizing that we, as a people, we knew that before, but more so now. And he says on top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills. And then the nations shall flow into it. In the phase two of this ministry, amen, that God has given us, has, has reduced, or should I say, has crystallized, not reduced, crystallized our mission to what? To bring, build, and bless in other words, look at the scripture. He says the nations will troop into it. Bring them into the kingdom. And so that's why you're going to see in the next few months by the grace of God and year, the nations will be built in a microscope in this place. And the global nation will troop into it. It's a symbol of what should happen in your business. It's a symbol of what should happen in your career. That whatever the career God has given to you, you should see it as a center force. We are nations, we troop into your service, troop into what you carry. Amen. And you should reflect Christ. <laughs> so as we build businesses around here, and build accommodations around here, and build education and health centers around here, we are commanding nations to troop into this place. Government troop into this place. It becomes a center. Are you following me now? Nations are trooping in, and the house of God is exalted above it. So we bring, we build. The Bible says that then he shall teach us. <laughs> he shall teach us his ways. The secret of greatness. In the kingdom is hidden in this word I mentioned a few weeks ago. Favor. May the favor of God be upon your plans. The Bible says concerning Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 2 verse 52. He says in Jesus Christ increasing wisdom in stature. And in favor with God. And man, sometimes some of us feel that so long as I'm in favor with God, I don't care what men think. But that's not how it works in the kingdom. There's nothing you're going to do they're going to ever need that God will not walk through men. Just like there's nothing the devil wants to do that he will not use men. So men are important. You need favor with men. Favor with God, favor with men. May you be great. In the name of Jesus. Now it's important for us because I know I'm speaking to a, 
a community of people also who believe in just the supernatural. Greatness does not come by the anointing oil and the laying of hands only. The oil and the hand must be working on something that is inside your life. No matter how many oil or how much oil is poured on you, it does not make you great. No matter how long you keep on fasting, it does not make you great. You have to understand that the greatness has to, that all these supernatural dimensions or elements or symbols have to work on something else that is working on you and working in you. Amen. And that's where we are heading this morning. The ultimate key for entering the realm of favor with men is you have to possess the ability to solve problems. Solve problems. We've said this in too many times. Solve problems. Provide solutions. Be relevant. This is how greatness occurs. You don't become great by spending your whole life watching Big Brother Africa or Love Island or appearing in it and calling yourself an influencer. What mankind problem are you solving? Because everybody who will be great any time in life always need favor. But the favor works because something in you is cooking. Especially in the time that you were down. If you look at the scriptures, you look at thinking about people like Joseph. It was favor that lifted him. But he didn't lift him in an empty head or empty hand. Joseph had the grace of interpreting a dream. So as you pray for favor, for victory to come at last, what are you working on right now that when that victory comes or when that favor comes, it will find you doing? What will make the world to come to your doorstep? You think about David, think about Daniel, think about Esther. All the great people in the scriptures that you know and even people in our time. Every man who found favor in the scripture and even in our days, they have something to exchange with. What are you going to say that you're exchanging at this time? Until you solve a problem, you remain insignificant. And God doesn't want you to be insignificant. He didn't create you to be insignificant. This world we live in is full of problems. And most people in the world have issues that they need somebody to solve. The doctor solves a medical problem. The lawyer solves a legal problem. And on and on and on like that. Now, not to be an ordinary doctor, not to be an ordinary lawyer, not to be an ordinary minister, not to be an ordinary anything. That's not where it depends on working on what God has placed in your hand so that when favor comes, it will single you out. May you be singled out this year in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us that a man's gift make room for him. That word make room simply means when you're ready and your gift is ready, it will simply push things aside. I see men being pushed out of space so that you can step in. <laughs> Your gifts will make room. Are you following what I'm trying to say? When gifts make room, it means he pushes some people aside. He says, yeah, 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 you're the one we've been waiting for. That will be your testimony this year. Particularly young folks, I want you to understand this thing. 
Life will not make room for you without developing what's in your hand. Don't just think, I'll just become influencer. I'll just have followers. Why would they follow an empty head? What have you got to offer the world? Oh, my body. Really? A little thing will hit that body. And nothing you do will make a difference. Have you seen a blind person being used as a minister of education in this country before? So you see, it's not about your body. God wants you as a child of God to understand that something unique on the inside of you that you need to work on. And that's what will make you unique. Something make you different. That even when you are out of the place, out of action, they are still talking about you. Do you know Muhammad Ali was not just a boxer? He was a boxer, but not just a boxer. Do you understand what I'm trying to say now? Long after he's left, they still talk about him. There are great basketball players that they've, re they've retired long time ago, but the world still talks about them. There are great ministers that have left the scene. What kind of desire do you have for life? I want us to understand that God called all of us to be great, and there is enough room for us. We don't want to just be another black church. Because we are not black church. We are a ministry with an assignment. To the nation and to the world. So don't call yourself, don't go to that office and just carry a banner that limits you. Don't be a person that's just limited to a space. Because he who called you is not limited. You are above that limit. Everything created is created to solve a problem. Amen. Whether this microphone is solving a problem right now. Everything created is supposed to solve a problem. Greatness is time and season triggered. It's time and season triggered. Please note that word. Greatness is time and season triggered. You know, most of the time I'm an Arsenal fan. That's when Sister Okwe and I don't retire, when we don't get ourselves out of that club. Then we come back after some time. But, and I've known about Saka for a long time, right? But I didn't know that he's more than a footballer. I didn't know that he had all straight A's. I mean, how many footballers have straight A's? But he took the attack on him for the whole world to know much. So now he's much more than an Arsenal player. Are you getting my point now? May God give you the kind of attack that will launch you to, to global platform. Before now, I used to think, in fact, he's Muslim because of Saka. I thought he's Isiaka. I'm trying to talk about me. I didn't know the guy is spirit-filled born again. I say you are great at all times. 
many times many people miss their greatness because they are afraid of the confliction of the conflicts and of the of the of the kind of problems they have to overcome the affliction that faces you is the reason why many people, oh, I can't do that exam, therefore I'm not going to get qualified. Many people have started their qualification papers and they've got to maybe sixth level and they're supposed to take three, four more papers and everybody talks about it, it's hard. And you refuse to be fully qualified. By now you should be chartered. But that's hard. My friend, it may be hard, but you are created to overcome it. You are created. Sometimes what you need is to break that threshold of giving. That's what you need. Have you heard of women that when some women, not every woman, somewhere when they are delivering a baby, and they're like, ah, this is going to be the last one. Ah, this is hard. Ah, Stevie, no, no, no more. After this, no, 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 no. Ah, yeah. They are crying. But the Bible said after the baby is born, they forgotten. And they're like, hey, we're certain to is after this. Ah. Uh-uh. You see? The very thing that makes you to yell, to cry. The very thing that makes the world to say, oh, is the very thing that God will use as a springboard. He that goeth forth weeping. Bearing precious seed. So what's inside you is precious. You might be weeping now. But you must think about the returning. You are returning. That's why next Sunday service is we are returning with praise. Amen. We are returning. It's not just to come and shout and have a great time. Because in the season and in the mood, in the midst of that, the power and the presence of God will touch us. So greatness is time and season triggered. Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, look at it. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11. It says, I returned and I saw under the heavens. Amen. Let's have that scripture put up. I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not for the swift. Not the battle to the strong, the bread to the wise. Not riches to men of understanding. Not favor to men of skill. <laughs> time and chance. Somebody shout it. Time and chance. Shout one more time. Time and chance. Your time and your chance is coming. Your time and your chance is coming. Your opportunities and your season are here. In the mighty name of Jesus, your time, they may have called you barren, but all you need is just one opportunity. I say your time is coming. Your chance is coming. You may have sent out 150, 200 application, but your time is coming. Your chance is coming. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every club may turn you down, but you just need the one thing. That one time, when I was told I would never have children, and I said I have only a few million. God said, you want million children? I said, no. One. I want two. I said, I want two. He said, why are you asking for millions to be increased? You need to understand your time and your chance is what's important in your life. So your greatness is time triggered. Amen. Every man, no matter how bad or good you are, every man is guaranteed the turning of the clock to their time. 
<laughs> That's a prayer point for somebody. You just need to say, Lord, turn the clock to my time. And pray that the clock will not be turned before you are ready. There is a reason why it's a turning of the clock. And that's why I'm going to round up this, this afternoon. There is a reason why it's turning of the clock. Time and chance. If you see, you may have missed the first turning, third turning, all that turning. That's why God, God changed the time and season. That's why it never ceases. He still goes around. He's coming around. <laughs> He's coming around. Somebody type it in there. He's coming around. He's coming to me in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us this is it. It's time. Lessons that we can learn from these three vilified young lions. Hmm. Stop logging problems away for others. These young boys could have told their gaffer, Sorry, I'm not going to take penalty. Like some other people did. They could have told the manager, sorry, because they know what will happen after. Some people have got so much impeccable record during the tournament, they didn't want to break it. I won't mention their name. Because everybody talks about them before the match, talked about them before the match. How come they were missing on the day of penalty? But let's leave them. Protect their identity. And then they brought these ones to step forward. They too could have said, I'm not taking it. When you are used to logging problems away for other people, you give those other people to increase in value. Me, I can't do it. Get someone else to do it. I'm not available. Keep on doing that. You don't know where your time and your <laughs> oh God Almighty. May God open your spirit to hear this message this morning. Young people particularly, really, really, I know it's for everybody, but young people particularly. These are young ones for your own example. What if I go and I don't make it? So what? You've gone. Young Esther said, if I perish, I perish. But it will be on record that I played the penalty. Do you know there were names we used to hear every time during the tournament? That right now we don't hear those names anymore. We only hear the most three names now. But why? Because they dare to step into the ring. Twelve spies went to spy the land. Ten came back, said we cannot do it. Today we don't even remember the ten names. Are you learning something this morning? It's only the two that said we can. Caleb and Joshua. My friend, it's what you're trying. It's what stepping out for. Are you listening to me today? It's what the effort. It's what going after. It's what believing. It's what, what if I forget my lines? The, the, the manager, I mean, the, the, choir, the choir leader said I should, I should sing the song. What if I forget? People will laugh at me. Go forth. Let them laugh at this level. A day is coming that the whole world will praise. Are you listening to me now? Many people say, oh, I can't do it. People will laugh at me. Let them laugh. You need to challenge this. 
That's exactly what Jesus Christ did, friends. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, 5 to 10. This is exactly what Jesus Christ did. The Bible said, let this mind be in you also that was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Everybody on the team has their rights. But he didn't consider it to be, to be robbery. He said, but he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. Pause. Let me just pause there. This is not in my note. I didn't intend to say this. But just think about this. When the manager brought in Rashford and Satchels at three minutes to the end of the whole match, I said to myself, why can't we be like this in church? Why can't we be like this? These guys could have said, hey, now you remember us. Do you understand this now? Now you remember us. They finished the full 90. You didn't change. They started the extra time. You didn't change. Now you remember us. Now that you need us. You know they went to that match believing they can score a penalty. Sometimes, the reason why many of us in church are not bringing forth the power of God is this mindset of now you remember us. This is a fact. I will not play the penalty. I'm not going on the match. I'm not going on the match. Because why? There are times that you must understand that the bigger agenda is much more than your pride. Amen. You've been called to serve in the department. Serve with all your hearts. Amen. The big part of what I want to say, really, I don't know what happened in the heart of the, cap of the manager, but I thought of something. What if he chose these three boys deliberately? So that when they scored the goal, they can bury forever the accusation against the black players. Are you listening to what I'm trying to say now? Because of the pure things are pure. What if that's one of the reasons why he did? What if? We may not know for now. But what we know is that the campaign has raised awareness to another level. The Bible says Jesus Christ was found in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient. Are you obedient enough for God to use you? To the point of death. Even the death on the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above all names. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Amen. Both of those in heaven and those on earth. This is awesome. You must challenge yourself into relevance. Please. Challenge yourself into relevance. There is something you can do. Anywhere God has planted you. Success and failure are destined to no one but they are destinations of a chosen path. You are the one who chooses which way you end. There's nobody that is favored to be successful. Oh, they are lucky. 
It's a choice. You know what is funny now is some people who have chosen not to be now begin to get envious of those who are successful. When they are making their choice, where were you? Amen. You cannot afford to pick. Neither can you afford to be defined by your last failure. You can't afford it. You can't afford to pick now, even if you are doing good. Neither can you afford to stop at your last failure. You can't. You're telling me now that another day, those three boys will not play the penalty. I guarantee you, they will step forward. See? You can't say last time. Oh, last time. No, it's because of last time I'm going to do it again. A day is coming after you have been working on your last level of performance. After you have been improving yourself on the things you've done in the past. That God will put you, David, in front of the whole nation. This time around, it will be against Goliath. It will not be a bear. It will not be a lion. It will be a Goliath. And the nation will see you successful. You may have had bruises in the past. Fighting with the bears. You know, the Bible didn't tell us of the kind of challenges he had. Fight. He just made it so easy. You know, he killed the bear. He killed the lion. That's how you just see it. He doesn't talk so much about the struggles he had to go through. Because he didn't use a sling. He didn't use... Are you following me now? How did he do that? It has to be a hand combat. But a day is coming, friends, that God will put you on a higher platform and the nation will see you score the goal that matters most. Receive it in your business. Receive it in your family. Receive it in your ministry. In the mighty name of Jesus, nations will gather around to watch you successful. Your day is coming of victory. Never allow other people or other people's action or their sources to determine your relevance. Don't allow that. When Daniel made up his mind, I'm not going to defy myself. He made up his mind. Regardless of what any other person does, I am going on. I am staying up with God. I am being relevant. He purposed in his heart. He will not defile himself. I might be in uni. All my friends may be doing it, but I'm going to make up my mind. I am precious. I am anointed. I'm going somewhere. This one will not determine my limitation. I am heading to God. I must set the standard higher for myself. My parents may not see me, but God sees me. Don't let fashion determine your outcome. You can't blame your parental failure for how things worked out for you. You can't say to God, Lord, the reason why I didn't become anything in life is because of my husband, my wife, because of my pastor. Say, oh, son of man, you have been shown that which is good, that which the Lord your God requires of you. Grab God. Get to know God. Wrong with God. Let me round up. What people perceive you to be, what they call you, or what they don't call you, should not determine how relevant you are. Friends, not many people will like your face just for you. If you are waiting to be liked before you become relevant, you will wait till kingdom come. I watched a program with my wife. So let's celebrate our special, special sister Benny. She got another award this week. Amen. 
And they were calling all kinds of names. And people said, I don't know. I don't care whether they practice the name or not. Just call it. I know it's my name. Amen. People may not call your name well. Don't let that determine how relevant you become. Are you getting my point? You have to understand that people will have to love you because you are relevant. Because you are relevant. I mean, I love this week. When a, a British uh, journalist was trying to describe the meaning of Saka Bukayo's name. He was telling the meaning of it. Can you imagine? He said the name means God has added. So it's like, people let us know that joy has been added to us. Can you imagine that? This guy has been carrying this name around though, for the last 17 years of his life. Or 19 years. They didn't bother to know the meaning. Stop trying to, to fast over nothing. Get relevant to your office. They will reckon with you. Amen. As a ministry, this one of being the grace God is giving to us. Remain good and keep working on it. Keep working on it. The effort you are putting in now that nobody cares to know about, the same level of effort. Is what you will put in. But when the clock turns, <laughs> when the clock turns, time and chance, you will think, ah, they will be saying, tell us what have you done? Uh, who did you go to? No, you didn't go to anybody. You just kept working on it. You just kept being good. Everybody who spoke evil about you, they will come and say, oh, you know, you know, it was that time I was going through some things. Yes, keep working on it. Keep working on it. Everyone who said they don't need your services anymore, everyone who said, you know, we are reducing our staff, they will say to you that you are the one we need. You sent an application for some fund at a particular time. You know, we didn't grant it. Do you still extra money? We have some money to give to, you know, some middle towns or businesses. We have just about, about two million available. Do you still want it? Then you'll be thinking, eh, I'll think about it. Greatness in all seasons. Are you being blessed today? Here is the point as I close. Many people make mistake of watching the clock. They said, I've heard that the clock changes. That it will turn. So they sit around waiting for the clock. My friend, that's a wrong angle. Don't wait for the clock to change. Keep improving yourself. Keep sharpening your tools. Keep getting better. Keep walking. Amen. Keep walking on it. Because when the clock comes, when it turns around, it must find you sharp on the day of your visitation. Instead of waiting for the clock to change, instead of waiting for the man to come, instead of waiting for the woman to show up, instead of waiting for anything to happen, keep on being the best in your field. Keep on playing the football. Keep on sharpening your shot. Keep on getting better at it. Keep on improving your education. Get more degree. Qualify in any level. Get the things you need to get because the day is coming. They will say, where have you been all these days? Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44-208-597-3110 or you visit our website on 
hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.